first, let me tell you about our spotlight sponsor, and it's Jace Medical. Jace Medical is the uh, place that uh, uh, can help you prepare your family for drug shortages. And there are drug shortages right now. I mean, you know, but really complex things like uh, uh, Augmentin. Wait, that's not exactly like a polio vaccine or something that we haven't had. Um, uh, Augmentin? Yeah. So you want to make sure your family is prepared. I want you to go to Jace Medical, J-A-S-E Medical.com. Start with the Jace case. That'll get you five different antibiotics that you'll be able to have in your home in case of an emergency. Plus, you can then build that out and get all of the medications or many of the medications that your family needs. Uh, so if there is a breakdown of, you know, the supply chain, how is that? Uh, you You are prepared. Get a year's worth of supply or your family's medication. Jace Medical. J-A-S-E Medical.com. That's Jace Medical.com. Enter the promo code Beck at checkout. Again, Jace Medical.com. Connecticut in the studios of WELI. Uh, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I am on the road this week, uh, and um, and there's a lot going on. Uh, the border issue. We begin with the border issue. The 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 new war uh, funding that came out. They're calling it a border bill, but it's war funding. Uh, speaking of war, we didn't just lob a few over to uh, towards Iran. Uh, we were also with the Houthis, and this is just the beginning, according to the Pentagon. Uh, we're giving Ukraine money. We're giving an awful lot of money, 15, uh, $14 billion to uh, Iran. I'm sorry, to uh, Israel. But the good news is we're also giving $10 billion to the other side. So we're friends with everybody. <laughs> it's great. I'm going to give you the news that you need to know. In 60 seconds, stand by. First, our sponsor this half hour is Genucel. Yeah, even if you only have a few minutes to spare during your morning routine, you can keep your face wrinkle-free with Gen 90. It's the new instant wrinkle treatment from Genucel. Gen 90 instantly reduces the appearance of wrinkles around the eyes and forehead, the crow's feet, laugh lines, even the chin. And the amazing part is that it starts working in seconds. It's the perfect Valentine's Day gift for yourself or your valentine. If you want to feel confident in the skin you're walking around in, you need Gen 90. It's the luxurious, nourishing, and silky smooth answer. You're going to see it and feel it work almost immediately. You can take advantage of the Gen 90 Valentine's Day sale now at GenuCell.com, where it's included in the bestseller package. You don't need the heart medical procedures. What you need is Gen 90. It's so much less, and it can be done in the comfort of your own home. 
Until Valentine's Day, every Gen 90 order comes with free shipping and a luxury Valentine's spa box. Uh, so you don't have to spend a lot of time, and you can make sure you get great results with GenuCell. GenuCell.com slash Beck. GenuCell.com slash Beck. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. Well, hello and uh, welcome. I'm glad you're here today, Stu. Welcome. There's a lot going on. Let me start with the border news over the weekend. It continued to heat up. And let me just give you a few of the touch points here. More governors traveled to uh, the Texas-Mexico border on Sunday to show their solidarity with uh, Governor Abbott and the federal government. Speeches were given directly at Ground Zero, and the media is dubbing it Civil War 2.0. So they were surrounded by the Texas National Guard, military vehicles, loads of razor wire Right in Shelby Park at Eagle Pass, Texas. Now, over on the federal level, the Senate appears to have come to an agreement on, they say it's a border bill, but we'll get into the details here in a second. It's actually a multi-billion dollar war package. Uh, Do not be fooled by the name border bill. It's not. Now, it does have some stuff to do with the border, depending on who you talk to. It's both amazing for the border and the worst piece of immigration legislation in history. It's weird how something could be both of those things. Could it also possibly be that all of the border news happening right now is just a song and dance? Could it be that no one is actually interested at all in solving the border problem? All the world is but a stage, and we are merely its players. Yes, yes, that's what's happening. For decades now, the border has been enormous political capital for both uh, sides in Washington, D.C. Republicans love it, Democrats love it, and they never really cared about the impacts to our communities and to our states. Why would they suddenly start caring about it now? Well, because it's so bad. Uh huh. So we sent our Blaze Originals documentary team down with the border uh, convoy, and boy, did they learn a lot. They were with the convoy, but the convoy led them to all kinds of other discoveries about the standoff at the border between the state and the feds. We found something shocking that no one is talking about. We're being duped. By all sides. Here's one piece I can give you today. Consider this. Did you hear about a, a secret meeting? Did you hear that while reports of record amounts of illegals were pouring over our border? This was in December. Secretary of State Blinken held a secret meeting with Mexican officials in Mexico City. Now, it was reported that he traveled there. But the full contents of the meeting were not disclosed. We have no idea. Why is that? Was there an agreement that was made? Were concessions handed over? If so, what did we give up? Why isn't this meeting discussed in the media when they talk about Civil War 2.0? Or when the Senate hails a landmark border deal? What happened In Mexico, could all of this just be a charade for the people? Our Blaze original documentary team might have the real answer for you. The full report is coming out in a couple of weeks. 
but we will have more on this on our Wednesday night TV special. This is all breaking news uh, in in our world, uh, and we'll give you all of the full details <clears throat> as we as we gather everything and make sure it's all buttoned up. Now, the senators revealed a one hundred and eighteen billion dollar emergency national security supplemental appropriations act. Wow! So it's an emergency. And it's about national security. So what did we get? Well, $118 billion national security supplemental supplemental appropriations act would give $60 billion in aid to Ukraine. Wait, wait, what? So it's $118 billion. Half of it goes to, I thought it, wait, wait, emergency national security supplemental bill i thought that national emergency was the border because wasn't that why he needed emergency powers the border so half the money goes to uh, aid ukraine uh they also allocated 20 billion dollars into securing uh the u.s southern border okay so say wait so three times the amount goes to ukraine uh also $20 billion for the border, $14 billion in security assistance to Israel, and just to make it all fair, $10 billion in humanitarian assistance for civilians caught in the conflict zones of Gaza. Oh, well, that's... Okay, wait, what? $4.5 billion, almost $5 billion, to support key regional partners in the Indo-Pacific to deter China. Two and a half billion dollars to support U.S. Central Command operations in the Red Sea. Two point three billion for Ukrainians and other refugees displaced. Four hundred million for the nonprofit security grant program, which helps nonprofits in places of worship to make its security enhancements. Uh, uh, it would also require the Department of Homeland Security to nearly shut down the border. Now, listen to this. Nearly shut down the border. What does that mean exactly? Well, it means that we're not going to shut down the border, but nearly do it. Now, not today, but that they can do that if the migrant crossers increase more than 5,000 a day on any given week. Or if the average daily encounters reach four thousand dollars, uh, four thousand people a day in a one-week span. So, if there's four thousand people for six days, they can't shut down the border. I, I'm sorry, they can't nearly shut down the border at a rate of five thousand illegal immigrants entering the country. That would mean more than one point eight million illegal aliens would be coming into the country every year. But remember, I haven't gotten to the nearly shut down the border. This is their solution today to let an additional two, two million people just come across our border. OK, we're a little sick of the four million. I think we're a little sick. We're, let's let's slow it down. Let's just do two million. Oh, OK. Uh, now, Chris Murphy from uh, the Democrat from the great state of Connecticut, and I mean that being here, it is a lovely, lovely state. What they've done with the trash is just wonderful. It really is. 
a requirement of the president to uh, funnel asylum claims to the land ports of entry when more than 5,000 people cross a day. This is what Murphy is saying yesterday on X. The border never closes, but claims must be processed at the ports. This allows for a more and more orderly, humane asylum processing system. So, got that? So, if it's more than 5,000 a day, then they have to be processed at the ports. That's the nearly closing the border. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds really bad. This is what, you know, Lankford came out and he was like, you know, everybody's saying this is much worse than what we said it was going to be. I challenge the people to come up to me and tell me what is worse. Well, you know, he's kind of right. Remember when the media was saying, oh, it has none of that stuff in the bill. Oh, that's an outrage. That is disinformation that those things are in the bill. Yeah. Um, Langford, it's probably not worse. You've confirmed everything that we said was in it that you all were saying, wait until you find out what's in the bill, because that's not in the bill. It's in the bill. Oh, my gosh. With, you know, with people like Langford, who needs friends? Seriously. Who needs friends? I'm a little confused. I, I'm going to have to get with the speaker's team on and to find out what part would be worse than what we had expected based on the actual text. It's not worse. It is the text that we said it was, and you said it wasn't. Oh, my God. Stu, can you just take over for a sec? Because I'm going to have an aneurysm over here in the corner. <laughs> yeah, you're, I mean, that, on that point, you're totally right. Like, there was this big pushback from these people who were negotiating it, Langford being key in this uh, in this room, saying, oh, you guys are just acting off of rumors. You're acting off of internet posts. You're acting off of a, you know false reporting about what this, what's in this bill. I would never allow this to be in this bill. And then they released the text of the bill, and, I mean, to the number... Almost every single part of it is exactly what was reported. I mean, it, it's bizarre. I will say, when you when you get to the point of talking about it being worse, I would include this in the worst description. Tell me if you if you agree with this. There is a provision in the bill that would allow the president. Now you might be um, you, you might not know, but Joe Biden is currently the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so this would be mm-hmm. under his authority. There's a provision in the bill that would allow the president to suspend the shutdown authority. It says, quote, it authorizes the president to suspend the border emergency on an emergency basis for up to 45 days if it's in the national interest. So what do you think happens when we get across this 5,000 barrier? Every time he at least suspends it for 45 days, and God only knows if he can do it consecutively and in perpetuity. That's probably what would wind up happening, uh, though mm. I'm not sure about that detail. I mean, look, Glenn, you know, you, you look at the bill, and there are things in here that theoretically would make the situation a little bit better. I mean, there are asylum, there's asylum improvements that I think could be part of an eventual bill. Um, they, they say that... Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, why even discuss... It's a non-starter because of things like this. Mm-hmm. According to the bill, if you cross the border illegally, you get arrested... And then Department of Homeland Security, they decide that you're entitled to protection. They're now able to give you automatic un, uh, automatic employment authorization. 
Yeah, until you have your asylum hearing. Now, a couple right. of parts in addition to that. They say the asylum hearings are going to come faster, so no more 2032 court dates. Sure do, they are. do you believe that? I mean, it, the this is the problem. I don't believe that. Now, if they they say it was it's going to supposedly bring this down to months instead of years for asylum. That would be a legitimate uh, improvement as what we Except have it's right not now. By, I but don't it's, think it's by judges. I think it's by the Department of Homeland Security. Is it not? It's. I think it's by the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. Um, it it, it kind of shifts a lot of it, at least over over there. But again, do I believe that they're, they're going to actually accomplish that? No. They also have tougher asylum requirements. And like, this is a this could be a legitimate one, Glenn. But like. Think about this in a real country that does the things they say they do, right? They say uh, they would clu- include three bars to eligibility, okay? Number one, criminal history. So if you have criminal history, no asylum mm-hmm. for you. Okay, mm-hmm. totally legitimate. Number two, could they have resettled in another country on the way to the U.S.? Oh, yeah, okay. If you actually implemented that, that would be a great improvement. Number three, could they have resettled somewhere else in their own country? Okay, Perfect. Like, yeah, that, that would be a legitimate thing to do. That would be an improvement over our system, and it would be a rational way to decipher these claims. No one believes they're going to do those things. No one believes that this is actually going to happen. When they're ignoring dozens and dozens of other laws that are already on the books, why would we believe they would suddenly just implement this one part of this one law that would improve the system? And they have no trust from the people. And they have no rational reason to be trusted. And that is a, a bigger part, part of this problem. Not to mention, they put in there that the, the, the U.S. or the president of the United States can just suspend the authority. So, like, at some points they say, well, it's required that they shut the border down. And then and at the same time say, well, he's got a 45-day window to supplement this at any point. So, in, like... Yeah, I, his emergency power is to... Shut this bill down at any time. Yeah. If he feels that it's an emergency mm-hmm. and in our best interest, he can shut this bill down. We all thought he was saying he needed emergency power to shut the border down. He's not. And their response is, well, he's nearly shutting it down. Right. Only 1.8 million people can come across the border in a year. Now, they are pushing, Only 1. They are pushing back against that number. They're, they're, it does, you know... The way they're wording it is that it doesn't mean that they're allowed in. 5,000 are not allowed in. They are saying that single adults would be detained Mm -hmm. um, and families would be released via ATD, Glenn. Alternatives Mm -hmm. to detention. Ah. A little old ATD going on. But of course, like, to me, even if you're detaining them in the United States, you're still letting them into the United States. And, and we're feeding and clothing and caring for people that we shouldn't be feeding, caring, or clothing. And I mean, this is the, just the, insane. The expansion of the uh, detention capacity is only 16,000. So again, oh. this is a few days under the okay. system. Where else? Yeah. Well, then where right. do people go again? We're going to be in the same crisis situation all over again. All right, back in just a second with more. First, let me tell you about our sponsor. It's Patriot Mobile. If you haven't made the switch to Patriot Mobile yet, today is the day. There has never been a better time because Every day that you spend, every day that you spend one thin dime with big mobile companies, the day you could be saving a ton of money for a service that runs on the same towers as everybody that is just as great as their competitors. So you're never, you're, you get the same service, you get the same coverage, you get better customer service, you get a better price, and you're working with people who are actually.
actually trying to save the country, not destroy it. Please, this is the lowest level of ways you can help save your country. Work with the people who actually are doing work trying to fight all of this crap behind this. They take their profits and they plow it in to programs and to people who are on the ground in your own community trying to help stop this. PatriotMobile.com slash back. More than a phone company. They are they they are patriots that are coming to the rescue and doing everything they can legally and constitutionally to be able to stop all of this. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Stop arming the other side. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Make the switch today. Call 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Free activation. Use the offer code Beck. 10 seconds. Station ID. So I got a, uh, I got a text message from uh, Tucker Carlson last night. Um, he is indeed in Russia, and um, you know he'll tell you about it when he gets back. Uh, but he is in Russia, and I got a lot to say about this uh, later on in the program today. Uh, all right, so in the bill, $118.28 billion national security supplemental package includes $60 billion support Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel, $2.4 billion to support operations at the U.S. Central Command and address combat expenditures related to the conflict in the Red Sea. So far, it, uh, it looks like a war bill. Uh, $10 billion in humanitarian assistance to provide food, water, shelter, medical care, and other essential services to Gaza and the West Bank, Ukraine, and other populations caught in conflict zones across the globe. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That seems relatively broad, doesn't it? $4.83 billion to support key regional partners in the Indo-Pacific and deter aggression by the Chinese government. $2.3 billion to continue support for Ukrainians displaced by Putin's war of aggression and other refugees fleeing persecution. Then we get to the border. Wait, so hold on. All of that in the emergency border bill and we haven't even gotten to the border yet oh yeah there's a lot more we'll give it to you coming up in a minute stand by glenn beck wait until you hear how easy it is for you to be deported too Woo! air cracking down Daniel wrote in about his dog experiences with rough greens. He says, Finnegan, 12-year-old husky lab who used to sleep most of the day. We had to spike his food every day with a little bit of cheese. Even then, he would eat most of the the cheese and not a lot of the food, uh, sometimes for days. I was a bit skeptical about ordering rough greens, but I gave it a try. A month or so in, Finnegan is incredibly active, and he runs and plays with other dogs. He even chases rabbits and squirrels again. I wish I would have discovered this product years ago. Daniel, I got to tell you, that is exactly what happened. I only fed it to Uno because I just wanted him to eat his food. And then I saw all these amazing benefits. I know that's not the way they sell it, but that's the truth, at least for my dog. He wouldn't eat. Rough Greens, not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. You sprinkle it on the dog's food. Remember, brown food is dead food. You need the green stuff. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. 
roughgreens.com slash Beck. Get the trial bag for free. You just pay for shipping 833-GLEN33. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn30 and save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Well, you know, it's interesting and so very, very sad. Couldn't happen to nicer people. CNN's morning show has been canceled. Uh, they should just go dark in the morning. You know what I mean? Are you, sure? Just... Are you sure about that, Glenn? I mean, what, in the morning? I mean, shouldn't they just consider it for the whole 24-hour schedule? Well, I was just thinking of the slogan, which is which is, is appropriate even today. Darkness in the morning. <laughs> I think that would be good. Uh, you know, CNN, if you're looking to rocket your ratings, you could put this show on just as a simulcast <laughs> and you'd rock the ratings. Now, the most heard uh, thing from your newsroom would be, oh, pluck out thine eyes. Okay. Uh, so you'd be all eyeless reporters, but they couldn't be worse if they were eyeless. So you might consider it. I, consider I'm going to put the possibilities. That if you want to do another bet on that one no, for $1,000, no. I'm willing oh. to take the no side. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So uh, not only does this bill codify 1.5 million illegal border crossings into law, you've got to call your senator right now. And Oklahoma. Oh, I feel bad for you. Really? I, your guy in the Republican Party. He negotiated this? Wow. Is that a surprise to you? Not only does it uh, codify a million and a half illegal border crossings and make it law, but the border emergency that automatically gets implemented at 5,000 crossings a day in a week can be overturned by Joe Biden. Oh, And then it also locks in all green card giveaways through 2030. So that's another added boy. I bet that was hard for Langford to get. Don't you think, Stu? Mm -hmm. He probably. Uh, Here's the uh, limiting part of the new border emergency authority. Um, It's it's quite amazing. Okay, so remember, border emergency authority, if. It's over 5,000 a day. Then the president, should he deem, can say, we're shutting this. No, we're almost shutting this down, which means those, uh, you know, uh, extra 2,000 people just have to go to ports of entry. So then they can, you know, just go through the standard process at the ports of entry. That's great. Now, he can almost shut the border down. Um, for 180 days after the first two years of this bill, which is kind of like saying we're going to make them enforce the border when it gets really bad, but only for six months out of the year. And then I believe there's a 45-day clause as well, Stu. Yeah, the 45-day clause is they can suspend. Once the border, quote-unquote, almost shut down, kicks in, they can suspend the almost shutdown for 45 days at the president's whim. Basically, the only standard he has to hit on that is he feels that it is in the national interest, which, of course, means anything. Okay. Right. Like, right. I, I, so, yeah, I know. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Um, who is organizing 
we've proven it by showing you the actual maps and everything else. Who's organizing the people in South and Central America to get to our border? Who starts with an N, ends with O. N-G-O? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Public-private partnerships, right? It's the thing of the future. Uh, I like to call it fascism. This authorized $933 million to go to FEMA. Uh, and it goes immediately for NGOs and towns. Another $350 million authorizes only if ICE has increased in detention beds to 46,000 and has hired two more deportation officers. If the Border Patrol has hired 200 more officers and if USCIS hires another 800 asylum officers, then... Then, then they're going to get that money, okay? Mm. Uh, then another 116 is available to FEMA if ICE has conducted uh, 1,500 removal flights since the bill was enacted. So they get a little bonus there. Uh, and if you're looking uh, you know, at the uh, $1.4 billion in funding available to FEMA uh, for disbursement to NGOs and municipalities, um, it's great. It's great. We're gonna. They're gonna give those. You know those George Soros NGO. Uh, as long as border securing, hiring, and deportation provisions are hit, so we got that going for us. They're, we're only gonna give money to people who are trying to uh, destroy our country if they hit the other uh, other um, uh, benchmarks, which is uh, great. Hey, if you get deported twice within a year. You can't come back for a whole year. Uh, and I think that's I think that's cruel, quite honestly. So wait a minute. I've crossed illegally twice, and then they caught me and deported me twice. When I'm coming in for the third time and they catch me, I can't come in for a whole year? What? Wow, that's unfair. That's, a, that's really whew, unfair. And, and I, I appreciate your call for people to call their congress people and, and senators and it's would not be the worst use of your time to do so no not at all however what i will say is even if you do not call there is almost no chance of this bill passing <laughs> I, I mean there is I hope, johnson I is already sure saying it it's dead on arrival yeah uh, but it got it has to be dead in the senate too it can't pass the senate I would, yeah, that would be, I mean, that doesn't, of course, if it just passes the Senate, it won't become law necessarily, but still, you're right. I mean, it's a good thing. People should be making stands on it, and I think they will. This is the type of thing that will get, uh, you know, senators who stand up for it primaried, which is an important outcome of this, to know which which people think this is a good idea, I think is, a, is an important outcome of this. Johnson is saying in the House side, they're not even going to put it up for a vote. Uh, Scalise is saying the same thing. They're not even going to get a vote on this. Mm -hmm. So hopefully this is dead on arrival and it's not a realistic thing. And it's funny because, Glenn, this is really... the You could make an argument this is the optimal time to negotiate something just like this. We're no. A, I'm serious. No, We're there's an emergency. Why would... What? This, this would be the time of pressure? Perfect time, right? But, like, we've had these situations before where mm. there are times that pressure builds up and there are certain dynamics that go on. Um, and Republicans try to get things out of these negotiations, right? Right. And so, well, 
Well, I mean, well, like, no, we like to think we like to they think they are do. going to, right? Yeah. But like a good example of this is is a government shutdown. The government's uh, about to shut down. We know there's a funding thing that's about to happen. They need money to open up the government. And so Republicans say, well, we're not going to vote for that unless you give us X, Y, and Z. And then what happens at the end of that process almost every single time? Basically, they, they get nothing. They cave. Right. Uh, or maybe they get something super surfacey that doesn't really do anything. And the reason for right. that is, in reality, the Republicans don't want the government to shut down. The thing that they're holding hostage is not something they actually want, right? So they're sitting here saying, well, you know what, uh, we, we're going we're gonna to hold this thing open. But they know it becomes a political liability if the government is shut down for too long. And they also have lots of friends that, and themselves that are dependent on government funding. So they don't actually want that to happen. The weird thing with the Ukraine issue is it's in that sweet spot where, regardless of what you think of this, Republicans are kind of like shoulder shrug on it. They, they don't, I think they could deal with spending another $100 billion mm -hmm. and giving it to Ukraine, or they could not. I think they yeah. don't really care. So yeah. they have good... Uh, some do, some do. Some do. Not, yeah, right. Not some really oppose it. Some really approve of it. Obviously, the Nikki Haley um, uh, side of the Republican Party really wants this funding to go through. But as a party, they're kind of like could go, I think, either way on either Ukraine way. funding, yeah. mm -hmm. which puts them in a mm -hmm. unique negotiating position. They can hold this hostage. And if they lose it, they lose it. If they win it, they so wait, 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 wait. So are you saying that the left has put the Republicans into a position where really it's a win win for them? It's almost hard to fail. Right. Yeah, so is, you go to then you go to this negotiation and you realize in that situation, which is an optimal negotiating situation, this is the best they could come up with. Like yeah. this is the thing they came up with when everything in biggest, was in their favor in the invasion of our country. Right. The, the only time that we have seen anything like this in human history mm. This is what they come up with. And this is wow, the, the, the other side of it is part of this, right? In a, in a government shutdown negotiation, Democrats can say, fine, keep it shut down. I don't care. Fine, because we know we'll win the politics of that, right? Uh, on the Democratic side. The Democrats this time realize they're losing the politics of this. Yeah. They know the border is a massive mm -hmm. story for them and a huge yeah. problem. So they know yeah. they have to do yeah. something or at least show yeah. they're doing something. And still with mm -hmm. all of that, uh -huh. this yeah. is all Republicans this, were able to achieve. That's it. That's Amazing. it. Now, let me, uh, let me just say this. Uh, Republicans, do not blame Donald Trump for losing this election. Don't. He, no. Well, Don't. Uh, I mean, he can do his own part on that, but one of the reasons why people are going to say, what difference does it make? Because you can get somebody like Donald Trump who's willing to do things, but we don't trust that you won't flip sides and stop him. You won't flip sides. He will have to do it all through executive order. And there's a lot of conservatives like me that don't want that. But what choice are you giving us? What choice are you giving us? You're worthless as a party. Worthless. And by, by the way, uh, I was go just going to say quickly on the politics of this, Glenn, you know, Donald Trump is quite aware of those politics as well and is outwardly telling everyone he is the reason this bill is going to die. He's been telling people you know, that for, for behind the scenes for a long time and publicly for a couple of weeks. He wants people to know, hey, this crappy deal. 
I'm the one that stopped it. And that's and another reason the, for you to be confident it is not going to pass. Because when he's right. talking like that, there's no way the Republican Party is going to come. And, come and, no way. And let me tell you, the people who stand against it should receive our praise. Hmm? Should receive uh, our praise. They should valid. be just as much. You know, Mike Lee is fighting this thing like crazy. Yep. I'm sorry, I just spent the weekend with him. But Mike Lee is fighting this thing like crazy. And he should, too, say it's because of me and this guy and this guy and this guy and Donald Trump that stopped this thing. Uh, by the way, let me just give you a little tip, okay? This is, um, I don't do any car companies, you know, uh, but I, I do care about your financial situation. So let me just give you this tip. If you're thinking about buying a new car or a used car, do not let Mitch McConnell or any of the Republican leadership negotiate, okay? Because what he'll do is he'll say, and then he'll go back into the back room with the salesperson, and he's going to make an incredible deal. And then he'll come out and go, I I got your deal is really good. And you'll say, wow, this really sucks, and it's taken you months. I've been sitting out here for months. Uh, Yeah, well, uh, you know, it's too late for you to back out. You got you got to sign it right now. Sign it right now. Sign it right now. And then it'll get to the point to where he'll tell you that you really didn't even need the car to begin with. Um, but you just need to sign a contract. Sign a contract. It says you'll never own a car ever, ever again. At least for many years, you'll never own a car. Wait, what? That's the way this is negotiation is working out uh, right now in Washington. Don't be fooled. Back in just a second with more. First, let me tell you about preborn. We are fighting a spiritual battle as we protect the most innocent among us, babies in their mother's wombs. Preborn stands at the front lines of this battle, and the network of clinics are positioned in the highest abortion areas, often next to abortion mills where an unspeakable evil takes place every single day. Preborn offers God's love and precious uh, uh, and uh, uh, God's love and life to all of these children. And they also offer it to the moms. This, this look, pro-life people have gotten a bad name because the left has been able to position and say, you don't care about the baby after you save its life and you don't care about the moms. Oh, yes, we do. Oh, yes, we do. Um, I want you to check out preborn because that's exactly what we do. We care about the baby saving the baby's life through an ultrasound cost 28 bucks. Then after the baby's born, they're there for two years for the mom and the child postnatal care all the way to clothing, new clothing, all of this. It's amazing what they do. Please, you want to heal the country? We have to care about everybody. It's preborn.com slash Beck. Preborn.com slash Beck. Sponsored by Preborn. Get even more, Glenn. Subscribe to the Glenn Beck Podcast anywhere podcasts are found. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Listen, if I could order the flowers for you and make sure that that special lady in your life got them in time for Valentine's Day, I would do it for you. But, 
you know, I've got my own doghouse to avoid. So I'm not going to do that for you. So why don't you do the same thing that I do and order books? Uh, books, I mean, if, at least if you're listening, you know, close the ears for a second. You've already got books. Uh, they're, they're coming your way for Valentine's Day because they're awesome. Books is short for bouquet. And it's no secret uh, that ladies love flowers on Valentine's Day. It's kind of a tradition. We all know about it. Uh, but the good news is you can get 25% off right now your entire purchase with Books. This is the best place to go for your flowers. It's the go-to flower source. They've got flowers cut fresh, sourced directly from the best flower farms, even some farms on the side of a volcano. Uh, so, you know, you can get flowers that last way, way longer. They know how to do this. They've been doing it for years. I've been ordering from Books for, for years, and it's paid off every single time. Books is easy. You can go on the site and buy roses with one click if you want. You can choose one of their unique modern designs, which are really cool. You can get the 100 red roses, uh, which has kind of been a big thing on the internet. Uh, Valentine's Day is February 14th. Don't wait around. Uh, make sure you place your order soon. I mean, it's coming up. It's what, a week from tomorrow? Is that right? Jeez. Uh, don't believe it when she says you don't have to get her anything. Go to books.com. Use the promo code BLAZE for 25% off. B-O-U-Q-S.com. The promo code is BLAZE. B-O-U-Q-S.com. Promo code is BLAZE. We have been uh, so throttled on on all of the platforms um, because of this search for disinformation. Uh, I'd love to debate anyone uh, from the, you know, so-called Office of Disinformation on who's shoveling the disinformation. Love, love to have that conversation. Um, but I don't think they'll take me up. So I need to tell you on radio broadcast to make sure you go and get Saturday's podcast from me. It's episode 208. It's about the um, uh, the starvation that is coming for the world because of what is happening. You know, I don't know if you're paying attention to the farmers at all over, overseas, but the farmers are really upset, and uh, now people in Europe are starting to wake up, but we are still asleep at the switch. They're slightly ahead of us. And things are happening with our farmers and our ranchers and our farmland that if we don't wake up soon, America will starve. And so will the world. And the ranchers are already waking people up in Europe. We're behind. Please listen to the podcast from Saturday, wherever you get your podcast. It's episode 208 of the Glenn Beck podcast. Millions will starve. Rancher sounds alarm on global food agenda. Please Watch that episode. Um, you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we want to thank WELI in New Haven for uh, hosting me here today and possibly for the next few days off and on. Thank you so much to uh, all the great people here in uh, Connecticut. Okay, back with more in just a second. Glenn Beck Program.